Listeners, it's Doom Doom Bip time again. Just like I told you a week later, it's Friday. <laughs> I mentioned that maybe I would switch days, but it's been seven days. Relax, everybody. It's only a week. I promised every week, but we may switch. I don't know, but coming at you. Make sure you get uh, the uh, Hoffcast merch up on T Public. That's T E E public and just in the search bar there type Hoffcast. they've got a sale running right now 35 percent off get your t-shirt your stickers your coffee mugs your cell phone cases pillows wall art whatever you want uh pick it up there I, it's hand drawn doom doom bip uh art so first edition get it now people and also check out uh, my website nickcoff.com for uh, uh tour dates we're adding some shows here and there um made it back out to california and guess what people you maybe already knew this but you're not allowed to travel with a sniffle anymore you can't do it not that they're gonna ban you yeah the airline asks hey you feeling under the weather and then you click nope all good here (laughs) no matter what you are that's what you put at least those are the people that we traveled with uh, coming back out here on American Airlines, you know, don't don't go if you're sick. That's what that what is what was told to us. But nevertheless, get on that airplane, dude. Right to my left is just coughing, like taking heavy breaths, and yeah, he's a little portly, okay, a little bit portly. And so you think, okay, sometimes the you know they have a hard time breathing anyway. <laughs> um but what's going on over there he's got a little bit of a cough sounds sounds phlegmy so my (laughs) the first time he coughed before we even boarded uh he was he was gate checking a bag and he was up there and he went (laughs) right there by the gate agent gate agent didn't say anything and uh he goes okay i gotta check my bag and she goes okay what's your seat number and he's like 5a and I was like, jeez. So I'm 5B. I knew it immediately. I was like, damn it. And it wasn't like it was a full flight. So I, I Sarah looked at me and she's like, do you hear the way that guy coughed? She's like talking through her teeth. The dude's three feet away. And she's like, do you hear the way that guy talked? And I was like, shut it. <laughs> like, There's not going to be a lot of people on this plane. We can probably move around. And I just looked at her. I go, he's yeah, he's right next to us too. And she goes, how 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 do you know that? How do you know he's right next to us? I was like, because the, the seats all have numbers on them, and he just said it, and it's right next to me. Don't worry, you'll be fine. You're in a different row completely, <laughs> but still only like three feet away. Dude's coughing, and he didn't have a bad like it wasn't a persistent cough. Otherwise, I would have moved seats. He like coughed a couple times before we got on. Right as he was gate checking, and then like right before takeoff, he hacked a couple times, and I go, "Oh damn it!" And Sarah's in the seat right in front of me, and she kind of looks between that gap, that little you know three inch gap in between seats, how you can see the person behind you. She gives me like this death stare uh, through the seat, and I was like, "All right, all right, all right." And so I mean, we're taxiing, 
And I'm like, hey, get, get up. you know, it's going to be suspicious if I get a family of five up right now as we're taxing and we just move. It's going to be suspicious no matter what. We've already settled in. We've put our crap in the overhead compartment. We've got little kids. I've got them all strapped in. And now we're like, all right, we're going to move, you know, 10 rows back, man. You sound gross. Uh, you know, it's there's no unawkward. Is that the word? There's no way to do it that's not awkward, right? The guy's going to be like, what is it? My breath? You racist against me? You, you Is this white on white racism? It was just a heavy set white guy. In. And, uh, and, and so I get up from my seat. We're taxiing. I get up and I go up to the, to the uh, flight attendant. And she was shocked to see me. Like she was up there like doing something with the ice. And I kind of came around the corner. She's like, oh! Was it like you taking the plane? It's like no, relax. <laughs> I don't need the plane. But uh, if this guy next to me keeps coughing, can we move? And she's like, once we're airborne, absolutely. And she couldn't have been nicer. I get it. We're taxing. We're getting ready to take off. So once we're airborne, cool. But I'm like, once we're airborne, he he is airborne, right? Like anything he's hacking, and he's got like he doesn't even have a proper mask. It's like uh, essentially cut the. <laughs> cut the top off a turtleneck and just like threw it over it's like half over his nose too and so i'm like this is uh we already got it if he's got it we got it like the, we're a couple feet away from him my son is sitting right in front of him i'm immediately to his right it's one of those smaller planes that i had one seat on the left side and two seats on the right it's like if it, you know by the time we take off we're already screwed and i know that the airlines say hey don't worry we got the hepa filter We've got the HEPA filter. We're going to get this air out here in two minutes or less. I'm like, well, two minutes. You know, a lot can happen in two minutes. I'm going to take a handful of breaths every two minutes. Also, I know that when we boarded, the plane wasn't, like, on, right? It wasn't like he hadn't fired it up yet. So unless those filters are running just when the uh, key in the auxiliary, then, you know, we're sitting here for 10 minutes loading when the air is just sitting in there stagnant so you know they were very nice and i'm sure they're doing everything in their power also they handed us like a sanitary wipe after we had already been on the airplane for like 30 minutes like wait till we got to cruising altitude then she came over and gave us like a little moist towelette that and i'm like i've touched everything already but junior over here has licked the window 73 times like that's exactly what they do little kids they put their just face right up against that window the just start blowing so their lips get really big. I'm like, you can't, like, the, uh, thank you, but too little, too late here. And um, whatever. We didn't move, and every time the dude, the dude fell asleep almost right away. So he wasn't coughing in his sleep, so it wasn't persistent, but he did wake up about, you know, as we started to land, he hacked a couple times. My wife's like, thanks a lot, Nick. I was like, nothing we can do. We're just going to catch COVID <laughs> if that's what's going to happen. Um, but you know, I mean, the dude could have just been regular sick, right? Or he could have just had a little bit of like a little cough and it's nothing big, but we're all so hypersensitive now. We're all, you know, anytime anybody sneezed or coughed in our, like even in a 50 foot radius, you know, everybody's ears perk up in the Dallas airport. One dude sneezed and everybody just stared at him. We're like, what was that? What was you're gonna sneeze in my direction and we we had a layover there so we got uh we got like burritos and we're in the food court eating burritos and even though people are distant 
you know, everybody was like 10 feet away from everybody. I took a sip of water and I wrong piped it. And I started cutting. And as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, damn it. This is going to sound COVID-y. <laughs> and so now I'm coughing, trying to clear the water out of my lungs. And this one lady's looking at me like clutching her bag like it's a newborn baby. Like, my baby. Like, what are you doing? Exactly what I was mad at the one guy on the first flight for doing. This lady was looking at me the same way. So I can't. I'm not going to judge her. She had every right to be concerned. Why are you all of a sudden hacking like uh, like you're trying to catch air? Well, because I was trying to catch air, okay? It was, I wrong-piped it, and, uh, and when you do that, there's no getting around it. You're going to cough. And there was no way, like, I tried to give her a look like, it's, I, you know, swallowed wrong, but uh, I think it just came out as, don't, don't, <laughs> don't tell on me, lady. I need, I need this. Um, so anyway, it's weird. Uh, We're going to be weird in society for a bit, I think. But, uh, if you have a cough, you got to do something. You got to like, I don't know, take some kind of drug to make sure it's suppressed. Cause just even a regular cough, people aren't going to like it. Okay. Cause even on that second flight, about five rows up, some lady was coughing and people were looking around every time she did it. And we're like, okay. All right. Thanks a lot. A-hole. You're going to get on the plane and just infect us all? Thanks. Thanks for that. And I'm sure people are doing that, right? So, you know, people might have COVID out there on an airplane. And what are you going to do? Change? Not not fly from this flight you booked, you know, seven months ago or whatever? Like, you got to take this trip. So what are you going to do? I understand the rationale behind it. Like, there was that guy that just died on a flight last month. Uh, maybe at the end of December, he just like got on a plane and died. And as he was dying, his wife's like, he has COVID symptoms. Um, he can't taste, can't smell. And everybody's like, what the hell? Why is he on here? It's like, well, cause, cause that's what people are going to do. That's what people are going to do because they're, cause we're all selfish. We're all selfish. Like, oh, I inconvenience myself. I'll be fine. I'm not contagious right now. That's the, I know what they're thinking. Because I was looking at it going, you know, if one of my kids got a little sniffle, how do I know that this is COVID? Are we going to go get a rapid test real fast right before the flight? Probably not. So, I don't know. We all felt fine, but it, I didn't feel great about being on the flight. I felt like, you know, we got 150 people on this plane. We're looking at, what, 20-some million Americans have COVID right now. So that's, that's uh, what, that's eight percent or something like that um so you know eight percent of a hundred and fifty people we got you know (laughs) every third row somebody has covid so that those aren't great odds those aren't great odds (laughs) and so who knows We're, we're gonna quarantine here in los angeles for a bit we're all feeling fine although sarah was tired today um but that could just be being around three three little ones uh, we all get tired. Um, so we're kind of laying low, seeing what's going on. Um, you know, we're going to have a new president next week and, uh, whatever I, I'm, I think it's so stupid when, and, and all the politicians do this, right? All of them do this. They're like, in my first hundred days, I'm going to do this and this and this. And it's like, why did you? Why'd you pick a hundred days? Like, why? Why the nice round number? Like, you just you're making crap up. It could have been ninety five. It could have been ninety four. 
a 93, an odd number. Why? Like, why? You chose 100 days because it sounds good. This is just a sound bite that you're doing. In my first 100 days, it's like, no, just fuck, just do it when you when you can and don't dilly dally. <laughs> That's what I expect of you. Like, hey, I won't I won't waste time. I don't know when this is going to actually get done, but I'm going to prioritize it and I'm going to knock it out. OK, don't give me this first 100 days. OK, plan out your days and then let us know when it's going to happen. Don't give me this round number just because it sounds good. Like uh, day one, you know, don't do anything, right? Don't do, nobody does anything the first day on the job. Like maybe fire off a couple of emails, you know, get settled in, take it easy, get a good night's sleep. That's day one. Okay. Day two. Now you're like, okay, can somebody show me how to work the coffee machine? Like you get the, get the basics going down and, and kind of like, okay, now I'm set up. I'm ready to work. Here we go. Day three. Now you're locked in. Now you're actually, you know, checking things off the list. You're, you're firing people. You're hiring people. That's day three. Day four. You're like, okay, did I, did I end the world with what I did on day three? <laughs> Take a beat. Cause you got to do something and then hold on. Like, especially, as the president or politician, you're like, what is the ripple effect from what I just did? So you got to be smooth. You got to hold still. You can't keep making waves and think, okay, well, where did I upset the apple cart? You got to do something and then just hold completely still in the water. So you can say, okay, that affected that, that affected that. Otherwise, you're going to be like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay. We're going to be, we're going to, you have so many, uh, so many, uh, what do you, what do you, what's the phrase? Fires in the pot? Pot in the fire, oven in the, uh, the cooks in the kitchen. That's not it. Too many, too many fi- cut, uh, forks in the fire. Too many. What the hell is that saying? Too many fires in the fires in the something. Hold on, Sarah. What's that saying? Too many fire when you got too many things going on at once. Too many pots in the. F- too many fires in the pot. Too many pots in the oven. Stove. Where are you? Where are we cooking? It's too many sheets in the microwave. She's no help. <laughs> I suppose I could look it up. It, it, you guys are all yelling at your radio right now or yelling at your headphones like, it's this. What is that doggone thing? Here we go. Too many girls. Too many girls, 1940 film. <laughs> too many. And then saying... Oh, man, this is a terrible Google. Too many definition, too many proverb or expression taking on too much. That sounds like it's it. What is it? Appropriate proverb, take it on too many tasks, how to do something is qualified. That is not it. Biting off more than you can chew. Hmm. Whatever. Too many cooks in the kitchen. No. Implies swimming. Okay. Same metaphor. Too many fires in the oven. Ah, what the hell? I don't care. You guys, I won't put you through any more of that. Anyway, uh, you know, then day five, you know, maybe do a couple more things heading into the weekend, but don't stir the pot a lot. And then second week, get everything that you set to accomplish, everything on your list, just like put it into action right there. Then take the next three years off. You've earned it. Okay. You're a politician. Take it easy. Uh, then, so three weeks, say first, first, I'm going to get everything done in two weeks and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to go golf. And then, <laughs> and then I'm just going to take air force one. I'm going to take it to the best remote destination. I'm going to just tune everything out and I'm going to live high off the hog for a little bit and decide where I'm going to retire. Like that's all you got to do. There's your 
job as a politician. Don't don't make <laughs> too many mistakes. Just get in there, get the meat of what you needed done, and then just be there to answer questions the rest of the way. The ne- the through the rest of your term, just be like, ah, uh, we'll we'll look into that. Um, yeah, we'll see what's going on there. I got I got good men on the job. Um, anyway, I, I don't have any idea, but it's, I just think it's ridiculous when they're like. And my first hundred days of office. I don't know why they talk like that, but that's how I hear all politicians. In my first hundred days of office, here's what I'll get do. You're like, shut up. Just do it. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Just do it. Um, I don't know. I uh, want to get back on stage. I cannot wait. I had two shows at the end of the year. Loved doing it. I've got shows coming up, but nothing here in the next uh, two weeks and I just cannot wait to get back on stage. I tried the new stuff. The last two shows, I tried some new stuff, and I loved it. And one of them is way too dirty. One of them is so dirty, I don't know how to wrap my head around it because I can't. I can't ditch it. I can't. Di- I, it was my favorite joke to tell those two shows. I had so much fun telling it. And I addressed it. I addressed the fact, like, this is a little bit of a filthy joke. Like, it, this might be too dirty for the show that you've seen thus far. It's like sitting down and watching, you know, a PG-13 comedy when all of a sudden there's, like, a rated R version. And maybe it's maybe it's PG-13, but it just feels different. And it, you know, has to do with people's private parts. And I, I don't know, like, I tell people leading into it, I was like, hey, by the way, buckle up. This might be a little harsh. You let me know. And then both shows, people are like, no, that's not too harsh. Come on, give it. But, you know, what are you going to do? If something's funny, it's funny. But I don't know if I can keep it in. I don't know if I can keep it in the act. It's it's off-brand, as they say. You know, you got to come with what, this is my wheelhouse. This is how, what people come to expect when they come to a Nick Hoff show. And then all of a sudden, I'm I'm over here, I'm super dirty. Like, is that, that's, I don't want to turn off people that are, already into it but i it's so funny this joke is so funny so i gotta figure out a way to make it work and maybe if i give that precursor it kind of like warns people and then then it doesn't seem so bad because i'm acknowledging that this is like hey you know put your seatbelt on because i'm gonna i'm gonna take this corner tight all right so maybe that works and what also why are private parts considered so vulgar I, I never really understood that. It, like, it's, you know, it's common knowledge that, uh, you know, your privates are supposed to remain private. But I don't really understand why. I don't really understand why that is. Like, we were all born uh, with privates. We were born uh, th- literally through a private part. <laughs> like, that was the first. That was our foray. That was, like, it, with the exception of the C-section, which now we're, we're going to uh, be violently cutting you out of someone. So that's I don't think that's any better. Uh but we all came into this world through privates. We have privates. That's like it's a function that we use every single day to use the toilet. We're using our private parts like it's a it's a an invaluable part of our society yet we're not allowed to talk about it. I don't understand why that is. And this joke deals with our private parts and uh I just don't know why it feels dirty, but it I don't think it should be. I think I don't think it should be seen as faux pas. Um I don't know, maybe maybe we can change that. 
maybe we can make people a little more comfortable in their own skin. It's like maybe if we didn't cover it up with several layers every single day, you got your underwear, you got your pants, cover it up twice. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's the it's the un, it's the down there version of double bagging it. Like just we don't want this escaping at all costs. Yet it's the one thing that we all want to see. <laughs> you know, once you get old enough, you're like, show me the privates. This is exactly what I want. You know, women are cut. You know, putting putting their boobs in bras, and you're just like, I. That's what I want to see. You're covering up twice, ladies. That's I got to know what's under there. Uh, maybe it's the because it's seen as faux pas is why it's held on such a pedestal. You know, if we're all nudists, people are like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. We're all we're all loose and free. No clothes here, and so nobody cares. I don't know, or it just. Are there just guys walking around nudist beaches just hornballing out, <laughs> just staring uncomfortably at all the women? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. I think the mystique of the nude beach is that uh, there aren't a bunch of good-looking people on the nude beach. Usually people are like, I'm free with my body, <laughs> are so mentally insane that they don't realize how heinous they are. I, I that I've never been to a nude beach, but that's my impression. My impression is that you don't want to go to a nude beach because what you're gonna about to see is disgusting plus plus you're on a beach you know i wear a swimming suit at the beach and i still get sand in my nethers i still have sand that gets in every single nook and cranny and imagine now a bunch of pantsless people walking around sitting down <laughs> oh you just stepped onto my blanket now there's sand everywhere yeah there is sand everywhere isn't there geronimo or whatever the hell your name is at a nudist beach anyway i I don't know why privates are seen so dirty but i gotta figure out a way to do that joke i don't want to drop it plus i have so few performing opportunities when i do something and it works something new and it works i'm just like oh i want to cling to that like like my little precious like i'm smeagol in in lord of the rings just there it is my new joke it's precious Speaking of precious uh, and and funny ways of talking, Charles Barkley hit the news. That was a terrible Charles impression. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, he hit the news. He's saying NBA players should get to skip the line and get the vaccine before everybody else. This is uh, Charles, who's never been uh, never been blamed for his forward thinking. Um, and I think he seems like a really nice guy, Charles Barkley. I, you know, he's got to fill time much like me on this podcast. I probably say some things to you guys like, no, Nick, shut the hell up. You can't say that. Or did don't, don't think that way. You're a turd. Listen, admittedly. So I'm going to say things over the course of an hour that, uh, nobody should agree with. And probably I don't even, if somebody were sitting here next to me on this podcast, you know, listen to me talk. They would probably call bullshit, you know, 72 times over the course of an hour. But as it is, it's just uh, it's just me here. I don't have a guest this week, so it's just old Nicky Hoff uh, letting you know. And Charles, I think you're way off. His rationale for it was they pay so much more in taxes than the average person, so they ought to get a few perks for paying all those taxes. And my response would be, hey, Charles... The reason you pay higher taxes is because you make so much more money than the average person. So I think that in and of itself is quite a perk. 
I don't think we need to be piling on extra benefits for the super rich who get to play a game for a living. Like, I don't th- <laughs> I think the, the life is already pretty sweet. I don't think we need to be, you poor NBA players. You're just doing your best. You need you need some extra benefits. We got to make sure we take care of these players. No. Their life is already awesome. All right? They're, they're tall. They're in shape. They get free stuff all the time. And Nike's sending them shoes up the yin-yang. They got free T-shirts here. Come eat at our steakhouse. The meal's gratis. It's on us. And you don't need to jump the line for the vaccine. Now. Having said that, I will say this. I've been hearing about um, certain clinics that, you know, like in every vial of the vaccine, I guess they're like five or six doses, right? And you take it out, you know, it's like it's like opening up a pop can. Like once you open it, it's only viable for a few hours. And sometimes they'd be like, okay, we've got to pop this open. Okay, give Frank his shot. Give Joanna her shot. And now we've got three extra shots in there, but we got nobody to give it to because we don't have enough 80-year-olds or medical staff around here to fire this thing uh, into. So then it just sits there, and eventually it expires, and they got to chuck it. Whereas some places are like, hey, we have three extra things. Do we have anybody eligible? No? Then just find me three arms. And that's what they should be doing. Just like, hey, you, you, and you, you want it? Come here. Boom. Give it to them. And now you, you're crossed off the list. We don't need to hit you later. Uh, rather than wasting them, right? I'm like, what the hell? Are you? Why would you waste them? You know, find somebody to stick it in. There's somebody willing. Like, stick your head out the window of the hospital and just yell, who wants it? Free vaccine right here. Like, I, if I pass that, yeah, give, give it to me. Like, if you got extra... I'll take it. I'm ready to get back. Enough people are taking it. I'm like, this is fine. Like the side effects, unless you're deathly allergic to what they're putting in you, which is super rare, like then just get it. And don't be like, oh, we're going to wait and see. Listen, I'm not a doctor, but the doctors are saying to get it. So I'm going to take their advice. And I hope I hope other people do too because we got to get back to normal like if if you've kept your job this whole way and had no interruption in pay good for you like that's that's great uh but realize there are a bunch of people out there yours truly included that can't work until we get back to normal so i'm just kind of sitting here i'm dependent on enough people getting this vaccine that we can move forward as a nation so don't think that everything's hunky-dory and that your decision doesn't impact those around you. Like, I'm I'm being sick. Like, no. Like, we all need to move forward as a group. And it seems to me like a social contract, like we've decided, okay, we're going to trust this. If we're trusting science. Listen, if you're against vaccines, fine. Take your crazy pills, whatever you want to do. I choose to trust uh, the doctors. And so when my doctor says, yeah, you should get it. I already got it. I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get it. Like, it's safe. Let's do it. And so I cannot wait. I hope I hope they call me. <laughs> I hope uh, some of those places got a little leftover. They got a little. Uh, they got some leftovers in the COVID vial, and I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, stick it, stick it. And they're like, well, it's actually it's been expired for about an hour. <laughs> I'll be like, it doesn't matter. Just like who cares? May not taste as good, but let's roll. Like who cares? Just g- give me something. I'm ready to get back out there, and I'm gonna do some traveling here again uh, next month and in March. So I'm. 
I'm kind of going out there, and I'm going to be safe. And but uh, getting on an airplane, I already told you, I don't feel safe about that. I don't. I don't know how they would keep us completely safe, but um, you know, hopefully, I'm young enough and <laughs> young enough, not young, but young enough to where uh, you know my body would fight it off if I had to. Um, that's if I haven't already gotten it, but. I don't know. I I don't want to. I was trying to talk to you know some family members about getting it, and I thought, just don't be don't be a ding dong. Just get it. But I I don't want to talk anybody into getting it and then have it go sideways on them. Like they're the one in five hundred thousand that's allergic to it, and they just keel over dead. And they're like, Nick told me to do it. They're like, I'm sorry. Why would you listen to me? Because you're not listening to me. I'm just regurgitating what the doctors are saying. That, there's my rationale. So you're not doing it because I told you to. You're doing it because you're listening to the doctors in your life. And if you go to a doctor and the doctor says, I didn't get it. I ain't doing this. Then, okay. Then maybe you got a reason. But my all, all my doctors, my team, my medical team surrounding me 24 hours a day. <laughs> I've had one doctor's appointment in the last uh, 15 years. Um, but I'm going again. In February, go to get the blood work done. Get into that age where uh, they, they're going to take a couple more vials and say, "Ooh, ooh, you're this is spiking," or might want to might want to cool it on the um, on the Doritos. Or no, it's, I I don't need a lot of Doritos. I've what I've been addicted to is those uh, the Trader Joe's makes their version of the Pringle, and they're really good. I think they're like called Saddle. Saddle chips or something, because you know, in the shape of a saddle. Well, well named, um, and I just I'll eat an entire sleeve of them. Ugh, but I am I am still sticking with my New Year's resolution. I hope uh, if you had a resolution, you're sticking to it. I've I've kept doing the push-ups, adding one every single day. So I'm getting strong and um, not eating candy. I bought instead of candy, I bought dried apricots. You know, just. Uh, squash that um, squash that dull sweet tooth that I've got so uh, candy free so far and uh, still doing the push-ups and I've added a couple extra things a couple little you know planks here and there some squats so I'm adding some you know it's a leg day here and there um, trying to trying to be healthier in 2021 so that way when when I get my vaccine and everybody else does I can run full speed ahead and not get uh, fatigued and I can just do a huge tour and get back out there. Um, anyway, I got to get this podcast up. Uh, I'm glad that it didn't take me longer than seven days. We uh, so far so good in 2021 with the Hoffcast. Keep listening. Uh, if you haven't yet gone on uh, rate and review and hit that subscribe button on your podcast app, wherever you listen to it, and then pass it on to somebody else. Take your spouse's phone and, and make them subscribe as well. That way it give you something to talk about. <laughs> Even if you guys hate me and disagree, you can be like, oh, can you believe what he said? Can you believe what he said about the nude beaches? We love going to nude beaches, don't we, Tiffany? We, we go there every time we go to Spain, and it's our favorite part of the trip. How could he say that? I don't care. If you disagree with me, that's that's great. You should disagree with me. I've said that again and again. There's some things I say where, you know, God willing, you're like, no, too far off. Don't don't go down that route. That's fine because I'll I, I got ADD, so I'll switch topics <laughs> sooner than later, so you don't have to listen to it. But uh, may, you know, have some other people listen to this. And if you want to pick up uh, some merch, T Public has the t-shirts and all that stuff and don't get confused there's more than t-shirts there's you know long sleeve shirts there's uh 
there's uh, little kids onesies and stuff like that. There's mugs, all that. It's down below. You look, search Hoffcast on T Public. You'll find it all. Uh, hit me up when you get it. You know, send me a picture of you wearing the shirt or drinking out of the mug. Um, until next week, keep on doom doom bipping, y'all. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>